pour your spirit into her, uh, that you would encourage her, Lord, and you would help her to find the words uh, that are from you to share with us. In your name, amen. Thank you. Right, well, if you'd come expecting to have your um, Sunday afternoon post-dinner snooze, Um, and get ready for your evening in front of the TV. After you've been to church, you can think again, because I'm afraid I'm going to make you work tonight. Um, So I apologise. Not really. (laughs) Um, I just want us to spend a moment um, before we, like, dig into the passage. Don't worry, I have not forgotten the Bible reading. It is coming. Um, Just want us to take a moment to put ourselves in the place... Sorry, I move around a lot, Beth. (laughs) I... um, Put yourselves in the place of the disciples. Um, So what I want you to think about is where the disciples are at um, before we get to our reading, which is, I'll explain to you, they've been hanging out with this guy called Jesus um, for about three years. uh, And they've just gone through perhaps one of the most traumatic weekends of their entire life. Uh, They have witnessed their best friend um, who... As far as they had been like focused for the last few weeks, um, months, years, uh, as far as they were concerned, this Jesus has come in to save the world. Now, a couple of people have seen Jesus alive, but not the whole set of disciples, a couple of them. So I wonder if you would just take a moment uh, to have a little turn to the people who are near you um, and have a little chatter about how you think the disciples might be feeling at this point. I understand uh, not everybody wants to have chatter. Um, Some people like their own space and just like to think about it on their own. But I'm going to challenge you uh, to turn around and have a little chat about how you think the disciples are going to be feeling at this point. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so, one of the things that I find quite reassuring about the disciples is just how normal they are. Now, um, that might sound a bit strange to say, um, but they did feel fear and they felt sadness and they felt joy and they felt uncertainty. And uh, Lineker also just said, suggested one that I'd missed out, just that feeling of being lost. Um, saying all of that, I actually think that there's something that we can learn from the disciples today. So we're going to have the first little bit of our reading by the wonderful Jim. Um, So if I'll tell you what it is whilst he's coming up, it's John chapter 20. He'll tell you the rest. Oh, look. (laughs) Uh, The first part of the reading is from John chapter 20, 19 to 29. Uh, on page 1089 of the Pew Bibles. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, 
Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus says, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the word of the Lord. Maybe you want to keep that open and have a little look at it. Maybe just have a little skim over it and then reflect on it. And maybe Jesus is making something stick out to you in the reading that you might want to go and look at uh, later on. Um, I'll just give you a moment to have a little look. Because sometimes when we read it twice, we see different things in it. So I encourage you, um, if you haven't got... There's some Bibles in the pews. um, Just take a moment to have a look at the reading again. So, as I was um, preparing for this evening um, and reading this passage, I'm going to share with you the thing that stuck out to me um, from this passage, which is togetherness. Um, So I've got three things, um, sorry, I've got three things that kind of, I feel, have picked that up in this passage of togetherness. The disciples' instinct is to be together if you notice. So they're in the reading and they're in the place. And I'm going to just stand still here. Sorry, Beth. (laughs) Um, So they're in together, they're in the place and they're behind these locked doors. But their instinct through everything that was going on was to be together. They all had a shared experience and they've witnessed that, that Jesus and the life of Jesus their little community has built. So what do they want to do? They want to be together. As I said before, they've only really been hanging out for about three years. Yet because of their shared experience of Jesus and the events that they've just gone through, they've been drawn to each other. These disciples celebrated together. They feared together. They mourned together. They shared family life together. Jesus had united them. Hebrews 10, chapter 10, verse 25, gives us a good insight into this learning to be together. It says, do not give up on meeting together. And a little bit after it said that, it says, but encourage one another. These people, the disciples, they're united in Christ, just as Paul later instructs the Christians in 
um, Corinth to do. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, um, it says um, it encourages them not to give up meeting together. Therefore, if we're claiming to be followers of Jesus and we're looking at this example of the disciples right now, um, well, we're all in this together. We should be being together. So, a little bit more thinking time. I've got you three options. Uh, You can chat to the people around you about these things, or you can just contemplate them on your own. But I encourage you to do one or the other. Um, So, I've got some Bible readings that you can have a little look at to reflect on this idea of being together. So, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 39. or 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 to 17. That's some Bible verses you can look at. Um, Or maybe you want to pray, help me have a greater sense of being drawn to my church family, God. Or maybe you want to ask yourself this question or to each other sat around you. What can I learn from the disciples in their eagerness to be together? So um, the next, you can contemplate that later. You can discuss it over coffee or you can think about it at home. Um, But the next thing that um, I drew out was um, about their belief. They believed together. It wasn't something that they did on their own. What brings these disciples together? Jesus. What, in theory, is bringing us together? Jesus. Even if you've, like it be, Jesus brings us together. If you've known Jesus for tons of years and you've got lots of experience of it, it's Jesus that brings us here. But it's also Jesus who brings us here. If you don't really know very much about Jesus and you're actually exploring and trying to work out who Jesus is, it still applies. Jesus has actually brought us together. So why does Jesus unite us? Well, let's think about the disciples. Their living and breathing had become Jesus. Their life with Jesus, as their friends, Jesus asked their friends, had been not only who he was, but how he lived as an example. I want to read you some verses from 1 Peter chapter 3. It's actually written um, in the context to encourage the suffering for believers in who though suffering. Sorry, it's written to discover to encourage. It's written to encourage um, the believers of Jesus who are actually suffering. But I think that whilst that's what it's written to, it's a good reminder that in suffering and in not suffering, this is a good thing to like have as your like strapline says this, it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. This is like a little part of Jesus and who he is. This is what we're trying to follow. This is the person we're trying to get to know. So as we do it, Why attempt to do it on your own? Because to be honest, I think it's probably pretty impossible. 
The disciples are a good example because they believed together. Okay, now it's over to you again. Um, so Ephesians chapter 4, you might want to have a little look at that if you're a Bible flicker and add a little time of reflection. Um, or maybe you just want to look at some of the stories of Jesus and who we're declaring he is and who it is we're talking about. And you can find that in Matthew, Mark, Luke or John in the Bible. Maybe you want to sit there and pray. You might want to pray that our church would be good at believing together. Maybe you want to have a moment to reflect and ask yourself this question. How can you do things that are helpful to you being part of believing together? Maybe you want to consider some of the things that go on in church life, coming along to a prayer meeting or joining a life group or being involved in church life. So let's take a moment to reflect. I'm going to have the last bit of our reading now by the brilliant Jim. Have you just put something in your mouth, Jim? <laughs> Sally, if you've got sweets, <laughs> everyone's going to want them. <laughs> Go for Jim. Thank you. Right, the second part of the reading is the same chapter, John 20, verses 30 and 31. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Thanks, Jim. So we've been thinking about this togetherness thing. We've been thinking about the importance of being together. We've thought, thought about the importance of believing together. Um, and my last thing is the importance of working together. I love John. John has these like little caveat-y things. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, and the other one is at the end of the book where he says, um, he says, if I had written down everything that has gone on, this is a Hannah paraphrase, I'm afraid. If I'd written down everything that has happened in Jesus' lifetime, then there wouldn't have been enough books um, in the world and the, or the books would fill the world. Um, this is another one of them that I really appreciate where he basically writes down and he says why he's written this down. And I'm pretty sure that all of the other disciples wrote it down for the same reason. He wrote it down because he didn't want anyone to be in doubt of Jesus and he wanted people to know exactly who Jesus was. That he wanted them to understand the world, whoever read what he'd written. He wanted them to be in no doubt that Jesus had come to earth to show his incredible love for the human race and to say, to say that you too can be friends with Jesus. So, what's my point? that you shouldn't be sat behind the locked doors like the disciples were at the beginning of the reading. And I think we know that the disciples didn't stay behind those locked doors. 
Because in fact, some of Jesus' parting words to his disciples later on were to go and tell people about him. So, you don't have to do it alone though, because we're going to work together to share and to discover and to work out who Jesus is. As Jesus' next generation of disciples, we should be sharing Jesus if we're following him. So whilst being together is important and believing is important, I think that one of the disciples that can definitely be taken from them is don't stay behind that bolted door. Let's get out and live life. And with that life that we live, declare Jesus in our walking, in our working, in our study. Hopefully you get the idea. So... Again, a little bit of homework for you to do right now. (laughs) Um, Maybe you want to take a little look at Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, where Jesus actually says the words to the disciples about what you are to do. And you could read it. You could maybe even read chapter 20, verses 30 and 31 over and over again and just mull it over. Perhaps you want to pray you could say, Jesus, I need, I need help to be a follower of you. Perhaps you want to just reflect. What do you think about the disciples? Can you see in them things that you'd like to aspire to? So we're going to carry on with a, a time of, of reflection. Um, and just to encourage you, um, to perhaps pray for each other where you are. Um, you may have been challenged by something that Hannah said about being together, about believing together. You might be wondering what is this thing that, that we're talking about believing in. Uh, you may struggle with some of that. Um, You may not have worked out what it is that God wants you to do for him, what this working together is about. Um, So we want to encourage you, um, just where you are, to pray for each other. Now, you may not want somebody to pray for you, and that's fine. Uh, Just indicate to those around you to keep their distance and keep away. Uh, You might want to just sit quietly and and pray on your own. Um, But if you'd like somebody to pray with you, uh, then uh, just indicate that to those around you. If you're sitting on your own and you'd like somebody to come and pray with you, just raise your hand uh, in a sort of this kind of way so that we know uh, and and somebody will come and join you. and just encourage you not to get aggressive in your prayers for each other, but just to allow and invite the Holy Spirit to come in to that person and invite the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in that person's life. So while we do that, the, the band are going to play quietly uh, and we will, after a little while, just move into to more worship. But just to encourage you, as we've, we've heard, doing things together, praying together, working together.